Hello, this is Lyle Phillips, Senior Pastor at Iris Nashville, and I would like to personally thank you for downloading and listening to our podcast each week. To find out more information about Iris Nashville, you can find us online at irisnashville.com. Thanks, and God bless. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming out tonight, you guys. Last Sunday of 2015. I do also want to say my good friend Joe Lynn is here, who I am so stoked, as well as Miss Wanda. And uh, for those of you guys that don't know, I do CrossFit. Do you guys know that? Since I, I weave that into every, like, every other sermon, Joe. Because uh, there's always some good illustrations to talk about concerning CrossFit. And Joe is one of my coaches. All right? So, so you know, my wife thanks you, you know, for my fitness level increasing. And so... Um, yeah, we're excited to have you here. Also, Logan, I see you're here too, man. What's up? Man, it's so good to see you. So I was just bragging on you with some, about some other people earlier. That's Logan. Go talk to him afterwards. He's an amazing artist. Just stoked that he's here. So funny enough, last time Michaela was with us was the last time I gave this message. Shannon was here as well. What's up, Shannon? Pastor Josh Parsons is here in the house, in the flesh. You guys, let's just honor Pastor Josh right here. From Grace Center, man, we're stoked as well. Pastor Shannon, Shannon's a pastor now too. You know, Pastor Shannon, let's just honor her. So glad she's here. But no, it's funny because I thought about you, Shannon, when I started to prepare for this week's sermon because I remember you asking me when I was speaking at m this January, what are you gonna preach on? I said, I'm gonna preach on punching fear in the face. And you were like, yes, I was hoping you were gonna share that message. And I felt like as I was preparing, I was supposed to share it again guys, as we walk into 2016. So tonight, what I want to encourage you guys in the Word is that we're actually going to leave fear in 2015. So if you're cool with that, just, you know, say amen. That's what we're going to go after tonight is actually kicking fear out and leaving it in 2015. So, um, you know, as we're looking ahead here, we're looking in just a few days, we're going to get an opportunity to start fresh. Um, I don't know about you guys, but New Year's Day is always a big, big day for me. Um, anybody made any New Year's resolutions already? A couple of you guys. How many of you guys wrote out your goals for 2016, some of you guys? Yeah, I, I understand because that's, for me, I've started to write down some goals as well. But I was actually, I actually got saved on New Year's Day. So this is like my spiritual birthday coming up, and I'm pretty excited about that. Every time New Year's comes up, it's always like a huge celebration for me spiritually in my heart, my relationship with the Lord. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I think New Year's is great because it gives us all an opportunity to start with just a clean slate. And as you guys are packing your bags, you're preparing to step into 2016, there's one bag that I want to encourage you to leave behind. All right, just leave it in 2015. And that is excess baggage, excess baggage called fear. If you think about it in 15, fear has not done you any good. Would you guys agree? And so I think it's just a good idea for us just to pack that bag, leave it at the door, leave it in 2015, and declare that 2016 is going to be a fear-free new year. Would you guys just join me in declaring that? We're going to read a passage here from Mark chapter 4, and we're going to pray into that, that a little bit, and I have a, you know, a little bit to share with you guys just about kind of punching fear in the face. How many of you guys are excited about that? Bam! 
So Mark chapter 4, on that day when evening came, he said to them, let us go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind. And the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said, teacher, do you not care? Doesn't that sound familiar? That we are dying. That we're par- Anybody ever said that to God before? Nobody, right? Just me. Do you not care, God? Like, I am in a storm. It's like the biggest storm of my life. I'm probably going to die soon, and it seems like you're sleeping. Like, what's the dealio, God? Right? Anybody ever been there before? Can I get two good amens? Teacher, you do not care. Do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up, and he rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, hush Be still. One translation says it like this. Sit down, shut up. I don't know where that's at, but I love that. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They became very much afraid and said to one another, who then is this? You notice that, that they they became afraid a second time? Isn't that that crazy? Because at first they were afraid of the storm, and now they're afraid of him. And they said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you so much for your word. So excited about receiving a word from you through the scriptures about what 2016 is supposed to be like for our life. I just ask you tonight to anoint us, bless us, to receive um, a spirit of counsel from the Holy Spirit, to know what you're saying about our future and to orient our hearts in the direction of faith and not fear in Jesus' name. Amen. So if I could just paint a little picture of what's happening here in the history of uh, this passage. Uh, they're on the Sea of Galilee, which is, it's referred to as a sea, but the truth is it's really more like a lake. All right, It's about 12 miles wide, about 8 miles long. So it's not really a big body of water, but because of the topography, I studied this, it's prone to like gale force winds, all right? There's like quick storms that pop up all the time on the sea or the lake of Galilee. So this was not something strange, and the disciples were all hanging out, perhaps in one of their own boats, because you know some of the disciples were actually fishermen. So Jesus was probably tired from preaching all day, And he decided, rather than walking around the Sea of Galilee, hey, let's get in the boat and let's actually just ride over to the other side. I'm exhausted. I've been preaching all day. We've been hanging out with these crowds. I think it'd be best if we just hop in the boat, guys, and let's take off over to the other side. And so right there in the middle of the night, without absolutely any warning, this humongous storm just arose quickly and then surrounded the boat. You know, imagine how scary that would have been for the disciples. Imagine how crazy that would have been for them. They're here in this small boat, maybe a few others. Guys, this is before electricity. They don't have like, you know, things rigged up on the boat to give them light. The only light they were getting was from the lightning, all right? Thunder's going, the boat's filling up with water. They're getting tossed, you know, to and fro. It would have been a very crazy experience. It's not, you know, maybe exactly like what we might think today. You know, it would have been wild. They would have been full of fear, And so without any electricity, without, you know, any navigation equipment, here they are 
lost so much so in a panic that they actually thought they were going to die. Once more, I'm sure you guys have been there before, right? Where you're like, man, I am going to die. This is the worst issue. This is the worst moment. This is the worst experience of my life. I'm de- this is definitely going to kill me. So they went to Jesus and they woke him up and they said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? You guys know the story. He rebukes the storm. They get afraid again. And he asked them this question, why are you still afraid? So basically he's saying, why do you still have fear? And, and that's actually a question I want to invite you guys to ask yourself on behalf of the Lord. Why are you still afraid? Do you not have faith? Right? That's what Jesus asked his disciples. We're disciples here tonight. And I feel like as we're looking into 2016, Jesus is giving us a similar invitation. Why are you still afraid? Do you still not have faith? You know, fear and faith are phenomenons that are remarkably similar when you think about it. They are polar opposites, but they are both ways of perceiving your future. You can choose how you view your future. You can choose how you view 2016. And you can view next year through the lens of either fear or faith. Fear and faith. Similar phenomenon because they're both, even though they're opposites, they're both ways of perceiving our future. And fear and faith really are ways of orienting your soul, if I could say it like that. What I mean by that is you can either aim your heart at either fear or faith, one or the other. And you can make that choice day in and day out. And if we choose to aim our hearts, if we choose to orient our soul, if we choose that our perspective would be in the direction of faith, then we choose Jesus. Because we know that God is good and that God is faithful. And that it doesn't matter what happens to us in 2016 He's going to be right there. Amen? And on the other hand, if we choose to aim our hearts at fear, we'll live aside from a very necessary understanding, which is that God is Emmanuel. He is God with us. When we start thinking about a future full of fear, we start thinking about a future exempt of the companionship of Jesus. You guys with me on that? That's what happens when we choose to engage in a lifestyle or a thought life that's filled with fear. We start thinking about a future that's exempt of Jesus being there. And maybe, you know, this is the name of my new mixtape that I got coming out dropping 2016. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't ready for it because it's coming. It's straight fire. If Let me say it to you like this. If you can deal with fear, you will have a good year. Okay, it wasn't quite as climactic as I was, I was expecting there. But that's what I want to say to you guys. If you can deal with fear, you're going to have a good year. Now, I know a lot of people, when they think of a prophetic word, they're like, hey, you know, I need a prophetic word. I need, I need a word. I need a word of encouragement. I need a word to take with me into the, into the new year, you know. All right, I, I got one for you. Don't be afraid. I know that might sound overly simplistic, but I just want to, I want to let you guys know, like, here's the word of the Lord for you. Don't be afraid. 
You guys notice as you read through the Bible how many times angels showed up and like people encountered angels and the first thing they said was, don't be afraid. Do you guys also notice that every time an angel showed up to a dude, he fell on the ground like a dead man and every time an angel showed up to a woman, she's like, here I am. (laughs) I don't know what that says about us guys, but you know, nonetheless, don't be afraid. That's a word from the Lord for you for 2016. It's important that as we step into this new year that we choose to just leave fear at the door. We choose to just leave fear behind. And we choose to just let fear be buried in 2015. Fear has been of no benefit to you in 2015. Perhaps some of you guys in here, you live every day in constant companionship with fear. Perhaps you talk to your fears or perhaps your fears talk to you. Perhaps your fears actually keep you up at night and you think and can't sleep and you don't have peace and you're not getting rest because you're thinking through the lens of fear. You're afraid, you're scared about what's to come. Let's cross over the threshold of the new year as a community choosing that fear is staying in 2015. Can we do that? Just as a family? You know, I heard a pastor once say, we live most of our lives in memory and imagination. The present moment is typically hard to find. And that's really interesting. I started to think about that a little bit and looking at the new year, thinking if we're going to be free from fear in 2016, we must choose to heal our memories and have a hopeful imagination. It's the two things that we have to do. We're going to have to deal with our memories. Take those to God or else we're going to be depressed. And we also have to take our future to God so that we're not anxious or stressed. Another rhyme. Hey, that's going it. That's a track right there. You know, the truth is, guys, fear is nothing more than a demonized imagination. That's all it is. Fear is a future envisioned without God. Just, you know, let that settle in. That's what fear is. Fear is a future imagined without God. You know, how many times are we afraid of the future? You know, we look back at the past, we remember our testimonies like, man, I really needed God. He came through. Man, that time I didn't think anything was going to happen. I thought for sure I was going to die. God came through. And we're like, we look at our past, we're like, man, God is so good. Look at all the great things he's done for us. And then we look at the future like, oh my gosh, I wonder if he's going to show up. You know, God's so present in the now or maybe he's so present in the past, but he's hard to find in the future. And that's what leaving, you know, fear behind is all about. It's not just dealing with our past and being healed of our memories, but it's also looking ahead to the future with a hopeful imagination, knowing that no matter what happens to us, God is going to be there. The faithfulness of God. You know, if I had to make some predictions or give you guys some more prophetic words, I could, you know, I could probably give that a shot. These are really safe prophetic words, but in 2016, I can predict that some good things are going to happen to you. And in 2016, I can predict that some bad things are going to happen to you. 2016, I can also make a prediction that we're going to have a new president and that half the people are going to be upset about it and half the people are going to be happy about it. It's another prediction. Another prediction, the stock market is going to go up, and it's going to go down. I have some predictions for you. 
Some bad things are going to happen to you next year. I'm not trying to be silly. That's just reality. Some things are going to happen to you that you're not necessarily going to love. But guess what? Some really good things are also going to happen to you. And as I say that, the only thing that I know that we can really predict is the faithfulness of God. We don't know everything that's happening in 2016, but we do know one thing that's happening. God is already there. And he plans on being faithful with us, to us, throughout the entirety of 2016. That's the only thing that we can really hold on to, is that Jesus is faithful to his people. He is faithful to his children. So don't be afraid, because you got God in your boat. Even though it seems like all hell's breaking loose, if that's, if that's the nature of how you're walking into 2016, let me just remind you, God's in your boat. He's with you. He's never left you. He'll never forsake you. And that's what faith is. Faith is actually aiming our hearts in the direction of God. Faith is actually orienting our soul towards God, knowing that he's a good companion. Faith is quiet trust. Fear is actually, you know, shouting into the storm. You know, a lot of people would say that's faith. You know, okay, well, I'm going to shout into the darkness in the midst of the storm. That's actually just fear masquerading as faith. Faith is actually quiet trust. Faith is finding yourself in the midst of a storm, knowing that no matter what, you're going to be all right. Why? Because God is already there. That's faith. And that's what I feel like he's calling us into in 2016. So let's look at Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 28. It says, and, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. No matter what happens to us in 2016, as we look ahead to that new year, we need not be afraid of our future because no matter what happens to us in 2016, it is going to work out in our favor. That's the promise of God over your life. Fear is nothing more than being afraid of something that hasn't happened yet. And if I could, I'd like to say it like this. God gives us grace for things that are happening in our lives, not grace for things that haven't happened yet. So a lot of times we try to operate from something that's not even necessary, thinking, oh my God, are you going to come through for me in three months when this might happen? You know, I think that a lot of people live their whole lives full of fear. I mean, I, I, I know people, I have friends, I have family members, that they, they live their lives like full of what could happen. They live their life afraid. And I think that at some point, maybe it's 2016, or maybe it's when they get old and gray, you know, that they look back and they think to themselves, you know, most of what I was afraid of never actually happened. You know, that's the thing about living in fear is that most of what we're afraid of never actually happens to us. And if it does happen to us or if it did happen to us, we learn later that it wasn't actually as hard as we thought it was going to be. That's how, that's how worthless fear is in your life. That's how unnecessary it is for you to carry fear around with you day in and day out. Because you'll find that even if the thing that you're most afraid of does happen, it, you'll get through it a lot easier than you thought you could. Why? Because fear is just looking at the future without Jesus. And when we do experience things like that, Jesus comes through 100% of the time. 
Yeah, I told, I told one guy the other day, I said, man, Jesus is batting a thousand in my life. And he looked at me kind of strange, like, huh? And he said, well, I, I don't know about that. And I was like, when has he never came through for us? And then as we thought about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Actually, he's come through every single time. You ever thought about that? You ever thought about every single situation in which that you really needed Jesus to show up? When has he not shown up? You know, that's, that's the expectation. That's the outlook. That's the perspective. That's how we aim our hearts as we move into a, a new year. You know, the reality is, is that the storm is not out there. The storm is actually in here. Peace out there is hard to come by. But if you have peace right here, you can sleep no matter what's going on out here. When we quiet the storm, it's not just standing up and praying an arrogant prayer. Storms sit down and shut up. There's times for that, and God empowers us to do that. But the first storm that we need to quiet as we step into the new year is the storm going on right here. You know, every now and then you just got to speak to your soul. Sit down and shut up. You guys know what I'm talking about? Quiet the storm here. Because, and I, I think it was, um, I think it was Pastor Bill Johnson that said, like, you have authority in any storm you can sleep in. Man, that's such a good word, Pastor Bill. You know, I, I think about that a lot because, you know, as a kid, I was always, like, really scared of sleeping. That was something that was just tormenting for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm a big dreamer. For me, I dream a lot, and, and I don't always remember my dreams, but I was dreaming last night, actually. I was preaching in Dallas last night in my dream. <laughs> and it was so funny because the pastor was really scared to give me the microphone. I forgot to tell you about it. He was like, what are you going to do? You know, he was, like, afraid I was going to say something crazy, I guess, in the dream. And I woke up, I forgot to tell you. So for me, you know, I, I dream a lot, and, and, and rest and peace at night especially is something I value really highly. And, you know, as a kid, I would always get really scared when it was time to, you know, um, time to lay down and, and, and go to sleep. I didn't like to be by myself, and I always felt afraid. And, and so sometimes I would get up, and I would pray, and I'd click on all the lights, and I would scream, and I would yell, and I would get my Bible, and I'd turn it to Psalm 91, and, and then I would turn it into a sword, and I would like swing it around the room. And, and I'm not lying, you guys, that's, that's, the, that's the truth. I actually did that because I, I was so afraid. And, and I realized that, like, actually, you know, faith is not shouting into the darkness in the midst of the storm. You know, the, the devil is not afraid of a word that you don't believe. You know, faith is a quiet trust, you know. Faith is, 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 is solace and peace and stability and a firm foundation in here. Because what's going on in here dictate what dictates what goes on out here. That's why we can't let our circumstance dictate our, you know, our worship. We have to let our worship dictate our circumstance. You know what I'm talking about. You know, sometimes fear comes against us. We get afraid of what's to come, and then we shut down in our worship. And we think, oh, man, you know, I, I, I just can't do anything about this. I hope Jesus comes through. I don't know what to do, so we just shut down. But we can't let our circumstance dictate our worship. We have to let our worship dictate our circumstance so that we rise up and we say, no, no, I have peace here internally because what God has done in my spirit, what God has done in my soul, and that's actually going to dictate my circumstance. My circumstance is not going to dictate my peace here. I'm taking a nap. 
You guys know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so it's important that we learn to, to speak to the storm. <clears throat> it's, it's important that we learn how to operate and orient our hearts towards faith. So as we step into the new year in 2016, we are going to leave fear behind. And that's not because nothing bad is going to happen to us this year. We're going to leave fear behind because no matter what happens to us next year, we know that we are loved. We know that Jesus is with us. We know that he is faithful and that he will endure to the end. And we must make a choice tonight on the last Sunday of 2015 to envision our future that includes an overwhelming amount of God's faithfulness and his love. That's how we choose to orient our hearts as we move into the new year. There's one more passage I want to read to you guys, and then we're going to pray. So it comes from Romans chapter 8, verse 37 through 39. It says, but in all things, but in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know, every now and then it's good just to read that scripture again. I, I, I know that it's fundamental, but it's not elementary. We should read this over ourselves often. Because it doesn't matter what happens to us. It doesn't matter where you find yourself tonight. It doesn't matter where you may end up next year. Nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus. That's a promise from him, and that's a promise that I feel overly confident in proclaiming over your life tonight. Nothing can separate God from you. I mean, like JP said, he came back from the dead because he loves you so much to hang out with you. And, you know, this morning I was, I was just praying and, and I feel like the Lord said, like, I died just to have conversations with you. I was like, man, that's so simple. And man, that makes me feel so loved. But that's the reality, guys. It's like God wants to have a whole lot of conversations with you in 2016. And those conversations are going to be... It's going to be hard to happen if we're constantly living under the burden of fear. You know, the Bible also teaches us that the, the yoke of Jesus, his burden, his yoke is easy and light. So if we're not feeling easy and light tonight, whose burden are we under? It's just, let's just choose to take that off. And let's choose to take on his, which is faithfulness, which is love, which is companionship, which is intimacy, which is friendship, and which is connection. So would you guys be willing to do that? Just, I mean, as a church body, as a community, as a family, if we could just make a corporate decision. I know not everybody's here tonight. That's okay. They don't get to vote then <laughs> since they didn't come. But, like, let's just make a corporate decision that we're going to step into the new year full of faith and no fear. Yeah. Could we do that? Yeah. Would you guys just stand, please? So I know, I know this wasn't a long message, and uh, I didn't feel like it was supposed to be. I really felt like it was supposed to be more of a reminder than anything on the last Sunday of 2015. Just because as we step into this new year, this new year, guys, I want you to know as your pastor, is going to be the best year that our church has ever experienced. And it's not because previous years need to be disqualified or anything like that. They've all been historically building one upon the other, glory upon glory, just like the Bible teaches us. Um, but I really do believe in my heart, you guys, that 2016 is going to be the best year that we've ever experienced. 
I believe that with everything in me. It's in me. It's going to be rich in not just like church life, because that's great, but it's going to be rich in relationship. It's going to be rich in community. Um, to, I mean, maybe to maybe to have a vulnerable moment. Um, you know, as as a pastor, just as we're closing, as a pastor, like I get hit up all the time via you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email marketing, newsletters, those pastor blogs and websites, and all the articles are pretty much the same thing. I, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Okay, I'm being vulnerable, I'm being transparent. Most of those articles that help equip pastors all say the same stuff: how to get, how to get your church bigger how to develop more effective programs so more people come to your church, how to have a better like parking lot team so more people come to your church, how to have, just fill in the blank. The end of it always becomes so more people come to your church. And I was realizing like this year, just finishing my year, how indoctrinating that material can be. And I was looking at some stuff today and I started to pray as I looked at it. I said, God, you know, man, that's great, man. Church growth is awesome because people are important. But... I, just, I prayed in my heart in that moment. I was like, God, let us not grow like in number, you know, beyond the way that we grow in relationship. Like I, I really, really believe with all my heart, 2016, and this maybe is a prophetic word for us, is it's gonna be a year of relationship. It's gonna be a year where you know and you're known. You know, it says in heaven, all things will be known and, you know, and they'll be made known. You'll know them and they'll be made known. So if, if we're going after kingdom come, then it can't be kingdom to keep secrets. And it can't be kingdom to not be known. And it can't be kingdom to not be vulnerable. And it can't be kingdom to not have authentic connection and real fellowship. You know, fellowship, guys, is not just sharing coffee with somebody. It's sharing life with someone. And I, I just, I don't know, maybe we should just go on record with saying 2016 is going to be a year of relationship. I really believe it. If you're in here tonight and you felt like, man, I've never had anybody champion my dreams, I want you to expect in 2016 that God's going to send you a family. Psalm 69 and 9 says, God puts the lonely in families. And I want you guys to expect to have a family experience with your brothers and sisters in Jesus. Because that's going to that's be what 2016 is going to be like for us here at this church. You guys agree with that? Will you agree with that? Amen. So let's pray and then and we'll dismiss. We're going to have a ministry team up here uh, with some badges. They'll be ready to serve you and pray for you and bless you. If you'd like to have some prayer, uh, if you need healing in your body, you're sick, we'd love to agree with you in prayer and come into alignment with the kingdom of heaven for your healing right now, tonight, in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we just thank you for 2015. And whether it's been good or bad, God, we know that you've been with us every step of the way. And we just thank you for your faithfulness, God. We thank you for your companionship, Lord. Lord, would you just open up our eyes in the spirit to see how close that you are? So often we ignore how near that you are. And I just pray that you would just open up our eyes to, to see your nearness, to sense your nearness, to know your nearness, and God, to grow in true relationship and connection and companionship with you in 2016. Even as we declare tonight that it's a year of relationship, God, let that be more than just growing close to our family and friends, God. Let that be growing close to you in Jesus' name. Lord, let us have just intimate friendship with you like we've never had it before, God. 
It might seem simple, Lord, but it's just so important to you, and, and we want it to be important to us. Thank you, Lord. We just bless you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we're closing out, guys, we're going to ask you, uh, just like we always do, just put a hand over your heart. We're going to pray the priestly blessing over you guys. And here's what we're going to do. After that, I want to invite you guys to please, don't forget, go sign up on that calendar if you don't mind. Like if you're feeling it at all, just pray about it right now as you're receiving this blessing. <laughs> just pray. I'm not trying to manipulate you. I'm just saying. Just pray about it. If you feel like the Lord's on it, go volunteer. If the Lord's not on it, we bless you. There's no shame or guilt. All right. So just speak this over your heart. This is the Lord's blessing. Just putting some closure on 15 and just encouraging you with hope in 16, all right? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen, guys. Bless you big time. We love you. Have a happy and safe new year. Thanks for subscribing to the Iris Nashville podcast. We'd love to hear back from you. If you don't mind, log into the iTunes store and leave us a rating and a review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more accessible our podcast is to new listeners. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day. And God bless.